Hello everybody, my name is Marshall and welcome back to another episode of the Doodlecast. Today I'm going to be talking about social media versus the artist. Now that can kind of sound a little weird and intimidating, but anybody who has tried to become popular on social media or has tried to spread out their content on social media understands that it can kind of feel like a losing battle sometimes, but these are some of my tips to help get your stuff out there known. Personally, obviously I am not a huge celebrity. I am not somebody who has like millions of followers. I have a good following and I'm very proud of what I have, but I definitely feel like there's room for improvement for all of us. So here's how I've kind of managed to find myself and have myself heard on my small little platform. Now, for starters, where I started out on was Instagram. I think that was actually my first ever like social media app that I was allowed to have. I'm doing air quotations because obviously I was kind of young when Instagram and stuff came about. So I wasn't really allowed to have it until I was in about middle school. And then it was a lot different from now. And I'm already having flashbacks to when I would post stupid stuff on my Instagram. Like when the word bay was popular, I posted something. And I don't even know if it was real, but I heard something where bay meant poop in another language. So I was like, haha, you guys are calling each other poop. Isn't that funny? And it was in the cringy meme format of then. <laughs> so i've had it for a good bit now and i've kind of been able to see how it changed and evolved and everything and personally that's always been my favorite i know that there are a lot of others out there i'm also going to be talking about tiktok um which again is a very popular one currently i'm also not as experienced in twitter i've kind of dabbled in it a little bit but honestly i've just never really been a fan for me i just see it more as like drama and news and stuff like that which is great but I've never really found myself as an artist able to thrive on there, so it's just not my my personal flavor. But if you guys would like to me to do some research on Twitter and do another episode about that, I would absolutely love to. But I'm going to dive into the Instagram and TikTok part of it more. Now, one thing that I never liked that they changed about Instagram was actually, for those of you who are my age or older, you probably remember when Instagram was actually in chronological order as of when people posted and not just random suggestions. And I feel like saying that it makes me sound old. <laughs> oh God, I'm starting to become like a Facebook mom where they're like, yeah, remember when this was this? Oh God. Anyway, I preferred it that way just because it gave people more of a fair chance. And if you didn't follow that many people, you could also just see everything that everybody posted in like the past hour or something and be like, okay, cool. So I think that gave it a more fair chance for people to get their stuff out there because now I know that some accounts that I follow and I really like, unless if I actually go and look up their account, I'm not even seeing their stuff on my feed. And that's just because of, I guess, algorithm things and the masterminds behind Instagram itself. One way to combat that though is definitely hashtags. Using a lot of hashtags at the bottom of your post or whatever it is can definitely help. I've always done that when I started my art account. Now, I didn't realize until later that if you use too much in a certain span of time, then you will be shadow banned and that cannot be fun. And that's the quite opposite. So you have to find sort of a happy medium between posting like 53 different hashtags at the bottom of your post or maybe like occasionally 10 or two or just switching it up. 
So hashtags can be a good way to combat that, especially popular hashtags that a lot of people follow. Personally, with my style, I know that I follow a lot of kawaii hashtags and fashion hashtags for inspiration. So I usually try and aim my hashtags towards people who would want to see what I want to see or people who are like myself. And I feel like that's a very self-explanatory thing, but it kind of takes some navigation to find the correct ones that work at first. So feel free to experiment with them and definitely make sure that they're not too like NSFW or if they have any curse words in them because mostly those hashtags are usually blocked or you can't see those. So you kind of have to dabble in it a bit to see what really gets you your audience. Now, personally, I see a lot of posts on Instagram saying, you know, a super like is a save, but a like isn't as good, or you should comment instead of this, instead of that. And I feel like that's constantly changing. So no matter how you receive your support, I feel like there's still going to be some sort of discrepancy in that. So the most important thing is to interact with your followers because that's what I feel like has worked the best for me. If people comment, make sure you like their comment and respond to it, you know, chit chat with them a little bit because a lot of the time you don't see that with popular accounts and I feel like that is something that a lot of accounts are missing and it can be very attractive to other people because you want to be able to interact with the person that is inspired by you or you inspire them or whatever it may be, it can be nice to be able to hear back from those people because with social media, it can feel kind of isolating in a sense. And sometimes it can feel like the other person you're following isn't even a real person if they don't talk to you. So that can be a very attractive quality for getting followers and things like that. I know personally that if somebody responds to my comment when I comment on it, I always appreciate that. So. That's something that I definitely picked up on. Another big thing is following trends and flipping them to be your own. For me personally, I really love the drawless in your style trends and challenges. Those are really fun for me and that can actually get you more audience and it can also bring your audience to another person and it can just be good for artists all around. But following trends is definitely very important because it keeps you up to date and it keeps you modern so you're more likely to be shown in the for you page or things like that or the whatever it's called on instagram because i keep calling it for you page because of tiktok <laughs> but at the same time you still want to keep your own individuality in it so you can't necessarily only do trends and only copy other people's art and only do things that are based off of others because that can get very boring for a viewer because if you're constantly seeing the same thing on your feed, you're gonna start unfollowing people. So you have to find this good balance of staying up to modern trends while also being able to express your individuality through that and doing other bold things because if you just copy and remake the same thing over and over again, it gets boring and nobody likes to see the same pattern repeated over and over and over and over. Now with TikTok, that's kind of another beast of its own. Um, I found that it's very randomized what gets on the For You page and what gets popular. I can't seem to find the common thread. It is very weird. I feel like using popular audios definitely is a very good start to whatever you are trying to make or get out there. Then I would suggest actually doing the opposite with hashtags that you would on Instagram because Hashtags don't really get you too far on TikTok from what I've noticed. So do an occasional one or two that specifically suit that video, just because I rarely see TikToks that have a spam amount of hashtags underneath of it. It usually is some sort of like unique 
video that is just pulled out of the ass of TikTok. It is insane what I find on my For You page, even though I don't necessarily follow something that is like that. Somehow I get onto random parts of TikTok. So it's definitely more of a beast of its own. <laughs> But at the same token, what transfers over from Instagram is interacting with followers. A lot of people love interaction on TikTok, especially for artists. I know it kind of sucks, but sometimes you do have to offer free art. You do have to offer something in return. I've seen a lot of people do challenges where it's like, you know, if you comment and I like it, that means I'm going to draw you or I want to draw you or I want to draw my followers and I'm going to draw five random people. Just those kind of things give a little to get a little. So especially with the commenting and liking because that'll just get you more views and that'll give you more of a chance of getting on the for you page so that's always nice personally what i find funny is that one of my most popular videos on tiktok is actually a video of me complaining about tiktok <laughs> it was when i first started and i was using an audio and it's called come on motherfucker and it, it's what it sounds like and <laughs> I did it and it was just me complaining about how, you know, I've been practicing really hard and I wanted to try and make good art, but TikTok kept not giving me what I wanted. So that ironically got very popular and that's what I've found works for most people, honestly. A lot of what I see on my For You page is people being like, man, TikTok never gave me a chance. And then I feel like the people at the app are like, they're getting to us, they're on to us. And then they finally put you on the For You page and make you popular. So. I guess complaining about TikTok helps on TikTok, which I think is a very weird thing. But if it works, it works, I guess. I've always found that it was super funny that that is what has the most views, at least for me. Currently, I have about 2,000 followers and that video has just always been the one and I don't understand it at all. Definitely something that always works on TikTok is doing something that is dramatic or eye-catching Rather, it's a weird trend or something that is very cursed or something that's really controversial. That always works 10 out of 10. Now, is it the best technique ever? Absolutely not. But will it get you the follows, views, and likes? Absolutely. So that is basically <laughs> based on your moral compass as to if you would rather be famous for something stupid or not famous and do something that you're proud of. Personally, I don't want to pretend like I got a boob job or something and it was botched or whatever to get famous on TikTok. But if somehow you manage to make art about that and then you get famous and then that works, I'm very proud of you. <laughs> but out of all of this, just make sure that you stay true to yourself and true to your goal. Because like I say in almost every episode, if you start doing art or doing certain things just to appease others and just to get popular and then you lose sight of what you actually want to do it's not fun anymore it's not enjoyable it's work it's shitty and it doesn't make you feel accomplished it makes you feel like you are a slave to your followers and you're not really creating content that you want to create you are creating content that is only molded for a certain audience's view even though necessarily that audience isn't something that you want because you might want a different kind of audience versus the one that you have so that's what i caution with with doing things that are more outlandish and outspoken just make sure that you do it in a way that you want to be heard because once it's out there it's out there and you'll be known as the bakugo 
girl. For those of you who know what I'm talking about, oh, that was such a bad video. That was the worst video I've ever seen on TikTok. I saw it on my For You page and I don't understand why they put it there. But again, it was a very outlandish thing. And for those of you who don't know, um, trigger warning, I'm going to mention womanly functions. <laughs> it was a girl and for some reason she was rubbing a used tampon on a poster of Bakugo from My Hero Academia. Do I know why this was happening? No. Do I wish that I saw this? No. <laughs> but it was very popular. So just be careful with what you do because once it's popular, you will be known as that person. And that's kind of why personally I prefer to stay more on Instagram than I do TikTok because I like social media for inspiration and for positivity rather than just weird, creepy drama and weird things that maybe I don't want to see at 2 a.m. when I'm going and pooping. Also, I found as a whole in general, on Instagram, the community of artists is definitely more close-knit and it's definitely more personable. And that's something I enjoy because that's also where you can get your word out and you can get your voice heard because that's actually how I have gotten most of my interviews and that's how I've gotten most of the permissions to actually feature artists on here. And I found that it works great and it's very easy to approach others. So definitely if you're looking for growth community wise and help from other artists, I highly suggest Instagram to go to. Not that I haven't had good experiences on TikTok and everything, but I've just found that on Instagram, it is more of a closer knit and in general, easier to communicate on than TikTok, but that's just me. Now, what I will say about Twitter is that definitely that allows for more NSFW and adult themes on there. If you are an NSFW artist or you in general just have more adult themes in your art, most likely if you go to TikTok or Instagram, you will get banned, your account will be deleted, things like that. And personally, I think that that's very frustrating. I find it very annoying, but it's just how the platform is so if you are looking to do more adult work or things like that definitely go towards twitter rather than instagram and i've seen some nsfw or just adult themed kind of artist be very successful um one of them for example is exotic cancer she does a lot of pro-sex work and stripper art and i adore her but time and time again I've seen it where she's posts things about how Instagram takes down her work and how she has to just put it either on her Patreon or things like that or she'll have to move it over to a Twitter just because it had some sort of connotation of genitalia or things like that and it won't even be necessarily blatantly nudity it may be more suggested and Instagram's still like nope mm -mm, no boobs no boobs for you no boobs for you no boobs for you and as much as that does frustrate me it's just how it is and we just have to go with it being artists. So hopefully that will change and that will open up. But for now, I would suggest Twitter for more adult themes and for more mature content. Now, while this is all happening in the back of my mind, my mind's screaming, what about Tumblr? What about Tumblr? And I haven't been on Tumblr in years, honestly. If I'm being honest, I haven't been on Tumblr since the NSFW purge. <laughs> And that is being 100% flat honest. It's just after that, I was like, well, what's Tumblr for anyway? <laughs> but it can still be a good site for fandom and things like that. I haven't been on it since I was 13. So I couldn't tell you what 
it has changed to. And for those of you who were in that unfortunate era of 2012-2014 Tumblr with me, you know exactly what I'm talking about. It was a very interesting period. Um, and I'll just, I'll leave it at that. <laughs> but only thing I have to say about Tumblr is observe at your own risk, go at your own risk. I personally don't know what's out there today. Um, it's 2021 and anything is possible and I don't know what that website has turned into. So for Tumblr artists or people who are interested in Tumblr, go right on ahead. Um, report back to me what you find in the jungle of Tumblr, but personally I'm gonna stay on my island over here because I am terrified to go back to that wretched land of which I came. <laughs> but my rambles aside, that's been my insight into social media and social media versus the artist. It is a very confusing and ever-changing platform, so just try and keep up with updates, trends, and in general, interact with your audience. That is the main thing that I have found that works out and honestly brings me the most enjoyment in my endeavors in social media and how to manage it. But other than that, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. Sorry, it's a little short than usual. I have been extremely crazy busy in my personal life. I have been switching jobs and I am working on a new salon. So I really appreciate your guys' patience and support. So with that all being said, I hope you guys love this episode and I hope you guys are excited for more. And I will see you in the next episode. Doodle on!